Welcome to See You on the Other Side, where the world of the mysterious collides with the world of entertainment. A discussion of art, music, movies, spirituality, the weird, and self-discovery. And now, your hosts, musicians and entertainers who have their own weakness for the weird, Mike and Wendy from the band Sunspot. All right. Finally, beautiful to be outside in Wisconsin. Yay! <laughs> no more mucklucks. Yes. And so Allison and I are in lovely northern Wisconsin. Yes. And you can hear the birds in the background. Yeah. And beautiful. Wendy, Wendy's back in the homestead. I'm in my studio here in Madison still, but I do intend on getting outside today. So it's just a matter of time. Yes, we've just before before anybody can party on Memorial Day weekend, we have to talk about the Mandela effect. I know, right? So we can, <laughs> you know, get everything that happens right in your memory. And we will we will talk about that in a minute, but Wendy and I, we played a show last night at, at Broadfest, the world's largest Broadfest in Madison, had a good time. <laughs> and and then afterwards we had a little paranormal adventure. We did, yep. We could, first we got a little country. It wasn't a sunspot show. We were sitting in with another band from Madison here. Yes. Got a little bit country. And then afterwards, we went to a place right by where the festival was happening. And that place is called the Wonder Bar. Mm-hmm. Now, the Wonder Bar dates back to like, it was built in 1929. Right. And. Do you have to say that with a German accent? The Wonder Bar. <laughs> no, because it was built by, yeah. it was built by Italians. Oh, go figure. Yeah. Well, they're well, all it was built European. By, it was built by Italians uh, from North Chicago who... Uh, came over to Madison because they yeah, were some uh, wise guys. Yeah, well, prohibition. Absolutely. But so. was it always called the Wonder Bar? <laughs> that part I didn't. Wonder Bar. It was called the Bar Next Door for a long time. Oh, okay. So when it was okay, found, it probably was called Mike. the Wonder Bar. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't like this place. It's so great. Like Nine. when Arnold first came there, he's like, "This place is fantastic. I love the Van der Bar." <laughs> so tell us about the salty pretzel ghost. <laughs> That's right. Believe me now and hear me later. I saw a ghost. <laughs> no muscles. No. The idea is that during Prohibition, there are tunnels underneath the Wonder Bar mm. uh, that go to nearby Lake Monona. Some subterranean to sneak the booze in and out. Yeah. 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 So people would would come in on a boat or whatever, and then they'd sneak the booze in and yeah, out of these get the tunnels. Get the hooch out. Mm-hmm. Yes. And last night, the manager that was working was very knowledgeable about the history of the place. So it was fun to get to talk to him and hear some of that and learn a bit about a special uh, Madison heritage location. Yeah. And because it was right on the outside of town mm-hmm. at the time. So now it's you know it's it's not too far away from the capital, but at the time it was considered out of town, like a couple miles out. Yeah, and they could fit you easily for your cement shoes. Well, that's the whole idea. <laughs> Somebody supposedly buried in the fireplace. Da, da, da. And, and people have seen uh, like shadow figures on the upper level. Uh, they've heard a lot like walking up there when there's nobody there. You know, people are closing out and there's, oh, there's somebody upstairs. It's the ghost. Yeah, and they've seen plates rattling and stuff like that. Yeah, the bartender last night was talking about how she's like, "Well, I never seen anything too weird, but I tell you, there was one time there was a there was a stack of four plates that was just there was no train or anything coming by. It was just rattling." 
Yes, rattling plates. And she said that freaked that she, that freaked her out a little so bit. So it was it was trying to lift up and hit her in the head. I bet. No, the ghosts are friendly. That oh yeah, right. it just was like, hey, I'm over here with the plates. <laughs> yeah. So Casper was iced by the uh, North Chicago mob oh, in the, in the late 1920s. Yeah. And that's it's where he personal, lives. Nothing personal. It's just business caps. <laughs> just, just business caps, Casper. Yeah. And so yeah. they uh, they killed Casper. Oh, and he lives at the man. Wonder Bar in Madison. That's just. That's just sad. But the manager, uh, Jacob, he, he showed us around the different... He said that one of the first weeks he started working there, that the owner's like, oh, yeah, there's you know there'll be a paranormal investigators coming in here to check it out. Nice. <laughs> so just don't worry about it. Yeah. Don't don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Hey, hey um... Forget about what, it. What about, what about doing, um like, uh, using, like, uh, ground-penetrating radar or something like that? Like, to see if... If there are bodies, I mean, it's in the fireplace, so. But there, to, I'm sure there are bodies because it was a couple miles off from Madison. So this would be a right. great place to leave your dead business, your <laughs> unsavory business. But that was just a fun little uh, paranormal trip we, we didn't expect to be able to take. I'm a little uh, jealous. After the show. And so, anyway, um, that was just a fun little thing. And, you know, the thing is. What we're talking about today, we're talking about the Mandela effect, that people remember things differently. Mm. Uh, the last time I went to the Wonder Bar and I asked the bartender about any kind of ghost stories, he's like, oh, it's all crap. <laughs> you know, yeah. that that's when it was the bar next door and not the Wonder Bar. Mm-hmm. So they had a different attitude towards ghost stories than the new people did. And so that the bartender was like, oh, yeah. So he never had anything or maybe he misremembered. Right. Or, you know, something we, we've talked about before as well, the power of belief. Right. You know, to either, you know, send results in one direction or another. Well, I found in my experience that when you ask people at establishments like that, you've got like a 50-50 chance. <laughs> so, you know, some people just aren't open to the suggestion of, you know, anything paranormal. Right. And they'll just They're shut really you down right away. And then, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you know, if you're lucky, you'll get somebody who might be open to it and then... You get cool stories sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I and think in this, in this environment too, especially Madison's a, a, a city, it's a lot of university people, uh, a lot of liberals and stuff. And because it's kind of aligned on the side of the culture war, the liberals are kind of aligned with the atheists and the conservatives are kind of aligned with the, well, cons- the paranormal people, the conspiracy theorists. You think and the, so? Well, I, I always thought it was opposite. Because it, it was opposite when we were younger. Okay. And it's completely changed around. Really? To where uh, that that I mean, obviously, people kind of pick teams, especially in a city like Madison, of what whatever side of their culture war is. And so sometimes saying like you believe in ghosts or the paranormal, we used to think of like free freewheeling hippies and things like that, being like, "Oh yeah, man, I seen a ghost, brother. <laughs> Pass me a doobie." Like, <laughs> but now they're like. You know, all listening like to NPR, Richard, and right, they're like, forget R- that. No, Richard Dawkins says there's no such thing as ghosts. <laughs> and, you know, and so, so so people are really malleable along with their memories. Yes, well, that and that's one thing. But okay, we've already done an episode of false memories. If you guys want to check that episode out, it is episode 55, and you can find it at OthersidePodcast.com/slash 55. We talked about alien abductions. We talked about the uh, satanic ritual abuse of the 1980s, mm-hmm. that people actually went to prison yeah. over these like created memories in children. I know. 
uh, which is the, the McMartin case, which is crazy. I think they're making a document, uh, either a documentary or a movie like dramatization of the McMartin case, where it was a preschool where uh, well, they, they said the preschool was run by Satanists. <laughs> which is a great gig if you can Satanists get it. Satanists were like abusing the children who went to the hey, preschool. Hey, I'm looking for another job. Let's do it. I, also, and I've got a actually. Uh, my daughter turns 20 months today. And so we, we like the preschool she's going to. Yeah, but, but I'm kind of concerned that it's not run by Satanists. And so <laughs> You're like I, that that's one of your, your criterions. Right. Some people are looking for like a Christian preschool. I'm looking for a Satanist preschool. <laughs> You're looking for it. Does it have that that statue of Bathomet like right in the doorway? <laughs> in the well, welcoming the children. Are they right? Well, my, the whole thing is like I think what I'd like the best is that the kids that are slow, like they they the slowest in the contests, or they're not picking up on things, they become the sacrifices. Oh, so oh only, only Mike! The best survive at Devil Academy. <laughs> that the... right survival oh. the fittest. So okay, he's got twenty words, and you have nineteen. Guess you're gonna sleep in the arms of Ball tonight. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, but we're, we're distracted. So we already had the whole, whole episode on Demons false, are distracting. false memories. And th- this was kind of before this became like a thing. So we did that episode around 2015. And right around, I don't know, I'd say spring of 2016, uh, I think Dave Schrader from Darkness Radio featured it in one of his, uh, when he guest hosted on Coast to Coast. And then people started talking about the Mandela effect. <laughs> Really? If you so guys want- I remember it differently. Okay. <laughs> I think it came about earlier. I do think that uh, it did come about earlier. So you remember it, hearing about it. Uh, oh, I, I was wrong. Years and years and years ago. Okay, so that's the first time I remember hearing the terms Mandela effect. But I thought about false memories and stuff for a long time because oh, we, yeah. we talked about it in psychology class. Yeah. And we even talked about alien abductions and the research that Dr. Elizabeth Loftus uh, had, had worked on in, in False Memories. And one of my classmates eventually worked with her on some of that research in the uh, early 2000s. Um, so you remember hearing about it a long time ago. And I guess that the term was first coined in 2010. Huh. See, there you go. Okay. So by, uh, by a woman named Fiona Bloom, a paranormal consultant. And I didn't know you could become a paranormal I was consultant. Just like say, I didn't know that was a job. That's cool. And so I guess once I'm done working at the satanic daycare, <laughs> right. my, my next job up. will be paranormal consultation. <laughs> so anyway, Fiona Broom was the first one to coin that after she started talking to people uh, who seemed to remember that Nelson Mandela died in prison in the 1980s. And is it Broom or Bloom? I think we're remembering it differently. Okay, Fiona Broom. All right. I also could have just read that wrong. I don't think I remembered it incorrectly. I think I just read it wrong. Um, now, do you guys, what's your first memory of Nelson Mandela? Mm, that's a good one. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't, you know, I'm not one of those people who thinks that he died in prison no didn't you used to have like yeah. an apartheid poster on your wall like an, anti, an anti-apartheid poster yeah <laughs> i'm not like yay apartheid it was uh, no you had like a poster like on your door or whatever that said mr sure. mr botha free the people yeah probably um i you know i just remember you know boycotting certain items like coca-cola and i also remember um uh the boss um Having having a song that he did about Bruce Springsteen, plays yes, yeah, uh, Sun City. Oh, okay. Um, so it's it's a musical memory. Um, 
Yeah, so that that's what what that's what comes to mind for me when when you think about uh, Nelson Mandela and also his wife Winnie Mandela. I remember stuff about her. Yeah, I I don't um, I'm not one of those people that thinks that he died in prison, but I mean he could have. I mean it, he was there for I don't twenty seven years. Twenty seven years. Wendy, what's your memory of of Nelson Mandela? Just learning about him in school. Yeah, basically, I don't have a ton of memories about him. <laughs> You know, I remember hearing the name when I was a kid. The first time I remember was actually was Freed. I remember when he was Freed uh, and they, you know, he yes. was like on the cover of Time Magazine in like 1994, whenever he was Freed. You know, yeah. I remember him and, being on the cover of Time, Time Magazine. And I remember thinking, wow, that guy's skinny. Because you saw the pictures of early Nelson Mandela. And he's got a beard, full beard, kind of a thicker face, thicker body and everything. And then after 27 years in the clink... Uh, he comes out as a skinny oh, guy. Yeah. And I remember thinking, like, is that the same guy? Because yeah. yeah. as a kid, you see those pictures and you're like, that's not the same guy. Doesn't that's just like some oh, dude. They, yeah. they, they swapped him out like like Paul McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> when he died in prison, they swapped him out with another one. But, I mean, the kind of stuff that Nelson Mandela endured in prison, obviously, I mean, he, they're not feeding him like a champion. No, no, And yeah. they're treating him horribly. And you, yeah. I remember the, the worst horror story I remember hearing about Nelson Mandela uh, is reading that they buried him up to his head. Oh my goodness! In the dirt. No. Oh man, they like buried... cat's eye. Yeah. Well, no. You're thinking of Creepshow. Oh, Creepshow. Yeah. Okay. Remember, like Leslie Nielsen buries Ted Danson up to his I head, and then that. the waves come in. Yeah. <laughs> I had that's yeah, Creepshow. That's that. not Cat's Eye. Yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's Creepshow. Oh, we we remember it differently. Uh, but that <laughs> they used to scare the crap out of me. That and the Tasmanian Devil from Creepshow scared yeah, the crap out of me. Wait for the tide to come in. So <laughs> so they buried him up to his neck, and then they took a whiz on him. Oh. And that's what the, that's what kind of guards that's what kind of people you were dealing with when you dealt with the South African government and apartheid. Well, I guess it's better than having you know fire ants attack you or something. Right, like that. Then, but it's still it's I mean, a horrible kind of torture right. and psychologically how demeaning to do yeah. that to a human being. Yeah. And, Absolutely. And and so um, they called the Mandela effect because some people were, when you hear those stories about the torture and the things he went through in the South African prison. Um, Thinking that he died in prison isn't too far off. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, I remember, you know, when he came into office. Right, he became the president of South Africa. I know. He's, so he was what the guy a they, turnaround that is. He's the you guy know, they peed on, became the president, you know. and so I know, and, yeah. And, and so, so the entire South African uh, so narrative it's, changed. It's amazing how people don't remember that uplifting moment. And, and you know, they're, they're thinking about... You know, ultimate defeatism rather than what really happened. Sure. Which was turning it completely around. So so we all remember Nelson Mandela surviving, and then, you're right. And then Absolutely. Being, being freed from prison. That's a huge moment. And then apartheid ending. Yeah. And then South Africa now rejoining. Because South Africa couldn't, like, they couldn't participate in the World Cup. They couldn't participate in the Olympics. There was a whole these things that South Africa couldn't participate in because of apartheid. Yeah. That they were kept out of the community of nations. So the eyes of the world were on yeah. them and the judgment was laid down and then they had to change and they did. Yeah. And so, and now, uh, we, we they obviously they still have issues and stuff like that. As right. represent, you ever see District 9? District 9, I was just thinking yeah. of that. Yeah, District 9 is such a good movie mm-hmm. in, in, you know, that the parallels of, you know, science fiction is a, a, at its best when it teaches you about real life issues that are going on right now. Uh, and I felt, 
you, you sure. got a lot of higher truths in District. 9. Well, it's just like it's just like Captain Kirk bringing the races together by getting on with Green Skin Alien. <laughs> like I, I think yeah, that he's there for you, baby. I think Captain Kirk really really did it. So <laughs> the first time I really heard about the Mandela effect was in 2016, and the Nelson Mandela thing. I'm like, okay, that's obviously ridiculous. Those people just didn't pay attention in school, right? Um, but what's something that did get me was the Berenstain Bear. Oh man. Oh. oh. Okay, so what about so, them? So okay, so the I had a Berenstain Bears. Uh, I think it was it was actually a book on a haunted house. It was like Berenstain <laughs> Bears like went to a haunted house, and that was the only Berenstain Bears book I ever had. But I remembered they had them in school, and I always remembered it spelled Berenstain, B E R E N S T E I N, and it was spelled out in like a cursive kind of thing, the Berenstain Bears or whatever. But then when you actually look at how they spelled it, it was Berenstain, like you. St- Stained your shorts. With an A in it? <laughs> right, it, guys? With, I'm not alone here, right? With an A? <laughs> yeah, I remember it, too. I, I was also... That got me, too. I remembered it being spelled with it's, an E. It's with an A? A? But, yeah. Oh, look, we, I'm actually blowing my oh, sister's wait. mind. Oh, wait. I don't... I mean, uh, I don't even... I, I thought it was an E. I can't even well. read. I thought it was an E. Because <laughs> I thought... I feel like I remember people... Oh, my pronu- I'm going to punch you. ...pronouncing it Berenstein. Right. Absolutely. Like when you first looked at it, it's like, no, it's Berenstain, man. But, but it looks like It's Berenstein. still spelled with an E. Yeah. So why do I remember that if it's not ah, the case? Something's going on. Yeah. Something's going on. So that was the first time I was like, I have j- I just got the Mandela Affair. <laughs> Does the font look like an E? Well, we can we can take a look at it. but Yeah, you should put it in the show notes, definitely, um, to, to see. Yeah, I'm I'm really perplexed by that. I thought for sure. Yeah, it's an E, and that was the first time. That's when I. That's what got me interested. I think it's what got a lot of people interested in the Mandela. Yeah. No, it totally doesn't because... look like an E at all. It's clearly an A, so it's not just a matter of being okay. confused, like <laughs> by the cursive writing. Yeah, and so I, we just completely misremembered. And that. are you supposed? To, how are you supposed to pronounce it then? Well, it's, it's Berenstain. I mean, because it's stain. It's the way it looks. But because if we said it different, if we said it like Shell Silverstein, yeah, or Stein or Frankenstein. Then that would be with an E, but Baron Stain obviously has an E. And so, how how were people? So, so we remember it written. How was it pronounced in your memory? Well, it was, it was, uh, to me, it was always a Baron Stain Paris. So, in my memory, it's spelled differently than it's said. Uh, and, okay. and and this is where I think we we get into the issues with Mandela effect because every time we see the word somebody with the last name Stein Silverstein <laughs> or Frankenstein or anything yeah. like that so many or times Goldstein, yeah. you know it, it's always S T E I N right and so that our brains are trained to just know that oh Andrew Goldstein that's obviously you know it's not S T I N so our brains just don't know how to spell Bernstein. Or Bernstein. Or Stain. <laughs> well, and this is where we talk about memory being not something that is etched in stone, but something Malleable. that is recreated every time. <laughs> yeah. Also, we were young. Right. Like, what did I know? You know, but and also, like, <laughs> yeah. a lot of time has passed before the question was asked, you know, on the <laughs> internet. Mm-hmm. It's been 30 years. Meme. So, right. For the people who read that as a child, it was quite a while ago. So there was plenty of time for that memory to, <laughs> to be molded to alter right yeah shuffle around a bit or to be rewritten this is the problem we talk about someone that's an eyewitness to an event you know or somebody who because i think my memory is excellent and most people i know would attest to that my memory is excellent Mm -hmm. 
But but most people say that too. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm a, I'm an excellent driver. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Rain Man. But the thing is, like the idea of a photographic memory that you, you you know you remember certain things and and you can still picture it in your head. Well, it's not like there's a a, a drawing of that. It. It's not like you took a photograph and right. then it it's in your head. What you are remembering is what you saw, and then your memory of that is being recreated every time you think about it. So that can be completely altered because memory is not something that is uh, uh, written down in your brain. Oh, this happened to me. Now it's written down. Every time you visit that memory, you are rewriting it. Yeah. Hmm. And so every time I thought about the Berenstain Bears, which was maybe six times in 30 years until people were like, it's spelled with an A. Holy crap. Who changed history? Right. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> every time it's done like that, it's your brain which is going back and thinking about it, and it's using all that's all it's learned since then to recreate that memory. And so in your head, you're like Berenstein, like Frankenstein, like Goldstein, you know, like anything. Mm. So that's what's happening in my mind right now. Well, right, because that <laughs> because that's <laughs> that's what's flowing my little mind. Because you are recreating something. Yeah. And that's the whole issue. So in movies and film, this is all based on like the movie Rashomon which is uh, this Japanese film where you see perspectives of the same event from several different people. And we've seen that in countless TV shows and films where they show the same thing happening through the eyes of the different characters. Yeah, yeah, like they did that on the X-Files a bunch. And mm-hmm. that was, well, those are the best episodes that are so metacognitive like that. Right, and, and, and that's why we have to have a variety of witnesses to prove anything. You know, because if you just rely on one witness, you know, that person could be, they have one perspective and somebody else has a different perspective. First time I remember a TV show doing that was the different strokes. Did that, and they had Wow, that, different strokes. Yeah, different. It was metacognitive. Di- different strokes was very influenced by classic film. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't some great meaning to what you're talking about, Willis. Isn't Gary Coleman dead? What? Yeah. He he's is dead. dead. I'm, not, I'm not misremembering that. And, right? and, um, the. The, the Todd girls. Bridges. Todd Bridges is dead. No, no, too? maybe Todd Bridges is still alive. Okay, Dana Plato's dead. Dana, Dana Plato's, Plato's dead. dead. It's the curse of different strokes. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, it's it's all the horrible things that happen to child stars happen on yeah. one TV show. Like Todd Bridges might not be dead, but he went to. I mean, he held up like a Burger King, didn't he? <laughs> I don't know. Now, now uh, I'm concerned about the welfare of Todd Bridges. You should be. No, I think he's. I think he turned his life around like a motivational speaker or whatever now, and he's trying to live a, a good life after having a rough rough time after different strokes but anyway different strokes showed that like i remember like an episode where something happens and then every everything happens from each person's perspective and they redo it and then like arnold makes himself out like a hero and stuff like that because that's that's the character gary mccollum played and he's 52 i think he's still alive okay good his wikipedia doesn't say deceased it'll have a no yeah wikipedia says that he's still alive okay well you know it's funny i mean because because memory is like Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Because Wikipedia is constantly being rewritten. Yes. And people are going in and constantly changing things. Um, and then other people are coming in and trying to make it as true as possible. So that's that's what your memory is doing. So you're, every time you go back and revisit a memory, you're recreating it. Um, and over time, uh, things that didn't happen or things that weren't even part of the that happened, but you think they might have happened they get written into as well. And then you start remembering that as part of it. And so 
that's that's part of the problem with memory, as we talk about the false memory. But let's talk about some other examples that people yeah. had with the Mandela effect. So obviously, Berenstain Bears is what got me. Nelson, Mande- Nelson Mandela is what got people originally. There also seems to be a, uh, a misremembering of how you spell Fruit Loops. Yeah. <laughs> like... Uh, okay, so t- t- how else could you spell it? Is it like loop guru? No, no <laughs> so like, the loops part is the same. And, and instead of the what is it, a toucan? It's a it's a psychedelic werewolf. <laughs> it's, it's Fruit Loops with the, the L O U P S. Yeah, yeah. And it's a psychedelic werewolf, which I would you know. I I think my nose. It always smells people before I eat them. I think I think somebody should totally do a T-shirt. That's that's awesome. Fruit Loops. Yeah, a, a psychedelic werewolf. Right, that's and he's great. got a he's like a, he's got a multicolored nose and or multicolored teeth or something like that before <laughs> yeah, yeah. he but he, he bites in. <laughs> um, no, but some people remember Fruit Loops spelled like fruit, F R U I T. Yeah, but it's spelled fruit F R O O T. Oh, so it's not the loops. It's the right. fruit and the logo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, darn. And fruit. Are made out of Fruit Loops. It's so meta. Yeah. Hey. Mm. Also, uh, also that's something that Kellogg's can trademark. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like the Sci-Fi Channel. You know how now it's a Sci-Fi. Yeah. With S Y F Y. Well, Universal did that. NBC Universal did that, so they could trademark then Sci-Fi. I see. So before, when you can't trademark S C I dash F I Sci-Fi, but you can trademark Sci-Fi. And so Kellogg's probably can't trademark Fruit Loops, but they can trademark Fruit Loops. <laughs> right, right, with the with like the Groot spelling. Yeah, of, the Groot spelling of fruit. I am fruit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, so which way is it spelled now? Uh, you know, F R O O T. What? When did you say with the with the O's or the or Fruit Loops? It is spelled with the double O. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh man! Uh, I thought all this. Allison comes to this Mandela effect thinking that it's all crap. <laughs> I was like, "This is crap, Mike. Why are we going to do a show on this?" And then I'm like, "What? They spell? They don't spell it with a double O. Definitely not." Yeah. Oh man, you guys just blew my mind. Yeah. Now you're Allison is our test it. case. Where's that psychedelic werewolf? He's going to eat my brain. <laughs> right. It, the, the brain is already. I can see it in your ear. Like the, I can already see the brain <laughs> leaking out the side of your ear. <laughs> oh, man. Um, some of the other stuff people misremember. Uh, this one I, I get uh, is "We Are the Champions" by Queen. They always remember the very end of "We Are the." So you guys know that song. We are the champions. We are the champions. No time for losers, cause we are the champions of the world. Allison. <laughs> At the very end of the song, there's no. Of the world, <laughs> he just does that before, like the guitar solo, and before before the last chorus. So the very end of the song, there it's is just, no of the world. It's just we okay. are the champions. Dot dot dot. Stop. Okay, so next so classic it, rock song. It is earlier in the song. Yes, though. he definitely does it. Okay. Okay. So yeah, I don't. So people were like, no, no, <laughs> they finish it up. He's like, I, of the world. No, he doesn't do it. Oh, uh, the. Do they say that to you, Mike? Why don't you do it right? <laughs> what? You're sucking covers. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't play. We are the champions okay. because uh, we're not a cover band. 
But <laughs> I know, right? But you have we do play fat covers girls. at times. So. She's she's got we a point. I know, girls. right? right. I, I thought for sure you played We Are the Champions. <laughs> yeah, you're just misremembering. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. Uh, people have heard it and they just assume because it's the end of one course, it's the end of L courses. Right. So if you ask some of the regular person who's like, does We Are the Champions end on Champions or World? They'll they say think, World. We are the champions of the world. And also there's like a stop there before it goes into right. that very last chorus. So that's... Yeah. That stop makes it think like, oh, that's the end of the song. Mm -hmm. And to me, like examples of an alternate timeline, if you think We Are the Champions ends with Of the World and that is an alternate timeline, you've been... Duped. Right. (laughs) You are a dupe. (laughs) No, so this is one of the explanations of the Mandela effect when people talk about it. They're like, well, the, the idea of multiple universes is that we make a decision and every decision we make we could have gone one way or we could have gone the other branches I, upon branches branches upon branches i first read about this idea in stephen hawking's the brief history of time Ooh. and he talked about multiple universes and yes. the idea of multiple universes is that we make a decision then there's another universe where the other decision is made and everything branches off of that now that would be there's an infinite amount of universes because there's an infinite amount of different decisions that could have been made. Absolutely. How do you keep them all straight? Well, you can't, uh, which is why sliders sucked. Oh. Um, but if you guys remember the TV show Sliders, is the idea they could go between universes. And they would have to get, they were trying to get back to the original universe, our universe. And every episode, they'd have to, you know, get through some hijinks in the parallel universe and get to the next one. Um. But I'm always mad about it because Fox had two options in 1996 to go with series. One was Sliders and the other was Doctor Who. Oh. And they picked Sliders. So you're still bitter. Of course you're, you're I'm still bitter mad about, about so many I'm things. I'm still mad about Jerry O'Connell. I won't watch. I won't. I he won't, holds grudges. Yeah, I, I'm definitely holding a grudge against Jerry O'Connell. Um, I won't go back and watch that Stephen King movie he's in where he's the fat kid because I'm angry about it. Which movie is that? Stand By Me. Stand By Me. Okay. I'm just kidding. I will watch it. I think Stand By Me is a great movie. <laughs> but I was just picturing like not watching anything Jerry O'Connell's in ever again. So and it, in the parallel universe I wanted to list, live in had Doctor Who instead of Sliders. Oh, right. In 1996. Yeah. And what about Man, The Man in the High Castle? Or is it The Man in the no, High Castle? No, it's The Man in the High Castle. It's okay. not a show. It's, yeah. a, it's a parallel universe where uh, the Nazis won the Second World War. And, but they deal with the whole idea is that there is some footage of our universe where the Nazis were crushed by the, by the allies in 1945. And that footage makes it into the parallel universe. I love that show. I I hope that season three is coming soon. Okay. I've watched the, I watched the first season and I thought it was boring, but. Oh, really? What? Oh, come on. I thought the acting was excellent. I just thought it was boring. No, I love it. I think it's uh, really compelling. And, and that idea that, you know, these people are suffering under uh, the, the third Reich and they're, they're like, you know, oh my gosh, there, there's there's another possibility. Right, there's a world where this never happened. Right. Uh, there's there's a world where Fruit Loops is spelled U-I. <laughs> and all is right yes. with the and universe. So, you know, that's one of the ideas that these people are remembering something that happened in a parallel universe. They're, you know, that these are, these are parallel, like they're remembering something that happened. There's another universe where Fruit Loops <laughs> is spelled with a U-I. There's another universe where Eric Stoltz 
played Marty McFly in Back to the Future instead of... Because remember, Eric Stoltz was the original actor in Back to the Future, and they started filming with him. Really? But it, the the executives just didn't think that he was working out oh, that's as so sad for They decided to go another way. He was playing it too serious or whatever was happening. He wasn't... They didn't feel like he was right, and Robert Zemeckis didn't feel like he was right for the role. And then they switched... somebody goofier. They, yeah, and they gave it to Michael J. Fox. There you go. And now... Um, Actually, I think it was in Fringe. Now, Fringe dealt with parallel universes. Oh, yeah. And, that was an And I don't want to spoil too much about Fringe if you guys haven't seen it because uh, Fringe was a real delight. And it's still modern enough that you can get it on, you can watch them all on Netflix or whatever. And yeah. you, you'll enjoy it. It's got Pacey from Dawson's Creek, and he's great. Um, <laughs> Anna Torv, uh, the actress in there. She's, Olivia. Olivia. I love She's, Olivia. She starts out as really like, you're like wooden and stuff. And then over the, you realize why she did it that way as yeah. you watch the series and you realize she's awesome. So anyway, watch Fringe. It's great. But they go into a parallel universe where Eric Stoltz is still. They do? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's just, it's just in the background or whatever. Oh my gosh. I totally missed that. I but, think it's on Fringe. But there's but, there's one like parallel universe movie is, or TV show where Eric, the Eric Stoltz stars in Back to the Future and not nice. Michael J. Fox. Is, is that the one with the Walter in it? Yes. Oh, I love, I love the Walter. And there's so anyway, parallel fringe is something that really gets into parallel universes, and that idea that there's these, these little differences. You know, the the Department of Defense is inside of the Statue of Liberty in you know the other universes and things in, in Fringe. Yeah, and what about all the airships? The, Air, airships. The Twin Towers are still up. Right. And that's the idea that people are remembering things that happen in these alternate universes, and that's part of the Mandela effect. Like, oh, could it be parallel universes? Well, it could be, but do you think parallel universes really changed the line in Empire Strikes Back from, no, I am your father, to Luke, I am your father? That's another thing people misremember. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, well, so which one is it? Well, really? it's no, I am your father. Not he, he never says, Luke, I am your father. Oh, you got me again. <laughs> really? It's not Luke, I am your father? No, it's no. I, I I can't do James Earl Jones. I, I can't even do Arnold Schwarzenegger. But I, I'm like, no, I well, am your father. How about do um do Darth Vader as Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> Luke, uh, and there the it father. is. I swear it's that. That's what it that, actually. That's was. the more authentic one for sure. <laughs> actually, in the parallel universe where Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> does the voice Vader. of Darth Vader, <laughs> I find your lack of faith disturbing. <laughs> Do not underestimate the power of the dark side. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a parallel universe where Arnold Schwarzenegger does the voice of Darth Vader, and that's how I remember it. Nice. Um, okay. It, but it's no, not Luke, I am your father. No, it's no, I am your father. But the thing is, think about how many Aww. TV shows and comedians we did and it. people have parodied that. And what's a, if you say to somebody, no, I am your father, you're like, okay, where's that from? But if you say re- right away, Luke, I am your father. You know exactly what they're talking about. Right. So you think that people rewrote it, rewrote it so that they could immediately um, get people to think of Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. So they just rewrote it that way because it was clear. mm -hmm. I I think what the first example of that is probably uh, Strange Brew. Oh yeah, Strange Brew. Strange Brew. <laughs> Strange Brew. <laughs> All the so, movies of our childhood. Right, so Strange Brew's movie uh, based off the SCTV. Wait, SCTV was a TV show in the late seventies and early eighties. This hilarious uh, Canadian TV show with Rick Moranis, Dave Thomas, Martin Short. Oh, who else? I mean, Eugene, so Eugene Levy. Yeah. Uh, John Candy. Like yeah. all these guys got their start in SCTV, and 
these you know super famous comedians, and then they made a movie about these two Canadians, Doug and Bob McKenzie, who had this they had, they had a public access show called The Great White North, and they would just make jokes like Canadian stereotype jokes, and they made a movie out of it called Strange Brew, where they try to get free beer by putting a mouse inside a beer bottle, and that was their plan. Be like, there's a mouse inside this beer bottle, and they were gonna get free beer from the brewery, but it ended up being an evil brewery owned by Max von Sydow. And there's a there's this whole scene where they're uh, they they suit up for a hockey match, and uh, one like it's like this black armor that one of the strange brew guys gets in. It, it's this hockey hockey outfit. It's like this black armor. And the first joke he makes is, "Luke, yeah. I am your father." <laughs> when they're talking, when they're joking around with each other, and so it's just uh, we remember that. And right. so you remember this, Luke. I am your father, even though he never says it. It's like. Imagining Sherlock Holmes saying "Elementary, my dear Watson." Oh uh, no, no, he never said that. <laughs> no, he never said. You know that was never in uh, Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's original work. So he never says "Elementary, my dear Watson." Was it in a movie and, or something? Yeah, I oh. believe that it was from one of the Basil, Basil, Basil Rathbone. Rathbone movies in okay. the 1940s. Just like, just like that was the first time he ever wore that deerstalker cap was in those movies. But that's not a Mandela and, effect because that's. You know, most people haven't read the book, probably, right? Sure. But it's just, you know, we remember that as something. So if you would have said, like, you know, what what's the famous line from yeah. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's novel or Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's story, you'd say, like, oh, it's elementary, my dear Watson. But it never was yeah. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's. That would be a trick question for trivia. Right. And it never says dialogue. <laughs> so that's another. I mean, we remember the things that happen afterwards and people retelling and, and stuff just like they happen. In and the they're retelling. It's just yes. like our memory is a sort of retelling mm-hmm. as well. So the Luke, I am your father is an example of that Mandela effect. This is a really provocative topic. I'm surprised. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know if it's provocative. <laughs> it, it's, but, the, but the idea that we, we, we rely on our memories for a lot of things. Yeah. And it's, it's just not accurate. And everything you think you know is wrong. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, okay, so if you think about Field of Dreams, the famous line from Field of Dreams, if you build it, they will come. come. Yeah, they will. Uh, um, Who's they? They won't come. <laughs> What's what? it actually? Who's <laughs> they, they I don't won't know, be anyway. people? Okay. So what? Is, remember is that wrong? It, rem, yeah. It's not if you build it, they will come. Correct. What is it then? If you build it. Oh, you're turning my world upside <laughs> down. If you build it, he will come. He will. Your dad. That's the right. Dad. That's the point. So it's not. He thought it was going to be Shoeless Joe Jackson was the guy that would come in the 1919 Red Sox. It, oh, <laughs> Red Sox. Ooh, the 1990 White Sox. Yeah. Also known as the Black Sox because of the scandal or whatever. Uh, but that was the idea. He will come with his father shows up at the end. Right? I don't mean to spoil Field of Dreams if you haven't seen it, but I just ruined Field of Dreams for you. But it's still a wonderful movie. And it really is one. Like, I thought it was going to be cheesy or whatever. And I don't like sports movies usually. But and I remember filmed, seeing it when I was filmed, like 12. Uh, like lots of it was filmed in Elgin, Illinois. The town parts. Oh. Yep. So when they say it's not heaven, he's like, he's like, is this heaven? And he goes, no, it's Iowa. It's like, <laughs> well, I think that was actually Iowa. But the, okay. the town parts were is in Elgin, heaven? Illinois. No, it's Elgin. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, Elgin's close to heaven. Well, they do have a ghost tour. Oh, Sweet. all right. So you can get a little toast. You can get a little toast to Elgin Heaven, uh, right there with Kevin Costner. But we remember that though, because how many times have you heard in a discussion of something? Uh, oh yeah, if you build it, they will come. Like if you make something, you know, when people are talking about like a a new stadium or talking about a new business or whatever, yeah. they they use that reference from the movie, mm-hmm. and they don't say he, 
because that, that one makes sense. sense. They're not talking about different Kevin, context. They're not talking about Kevin Costner's father. Right. They're talking about a crowd. So if you build it, they will come like that. Uh, and so it, we're remembering people making riffs on that piece of pop culture, and that's how we remember it. So now, when we think about Field of Dreams, we think they instead of he when it's a completely wrong word. Nice. Yeah. There's some more examples of the Mandela effect. Uh, oh, this is another uh, sci-fi related one. And this one I wasn't sure of until I went back. Uh, C-3PO had a silver leg. What? I remember that, actually. Was it leg or I, maybe a, I remember a limb being a different color. <laughs> being so, yeah, okay. And I, I kind of remember that, too. But the toys of C-3PO... Do not. We had him being completely gold. Oh, manufacturing cost. Yeah. So isn't he completely gold? No, he's no. got a silver leg. Oh, man. Didn't know that either. Well, I'm just not paying attention. <laughs> and Allison, you were the Star Wars girl. I know, was. right? And so he- Star Wars 24-7. So people remember, obviously, if you ask, you know, is C-3PO gold all over? You'd be like- <laughs> Yes, baby. Oh, he's yes. Gold. He's gold everywhere. <laughs> Another trick question for the trivia people. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, no, he's got a silver leg, baby. <laughs> yeah, so he's got a different colored leg. And it's, you can see it if you look carefully in the movie. And I remember because I watched the first, I, I taped Star Wars. I videotaped Star Wars when it was first on TV, like 1983 or whatever. And you watched it every day. <laughs> I watched it every day after school for like six months. Because wow. he's that much of a geek. Yeah. So I, I remember taping it and then just watching it over and over. And then so I remember C-3PO from the movie. So my memory of C-3PO isn't from the toy. It's from watching the film like 75 times. And time. it's from like the knee down that his leg is silver. It's not his whole yeah, leg. Yeah, so it's, it's not like, so you'd have to be looking for the details. Right. But that's another thing is that the mind completes it. You know, the mind completes the memory for itself. And uh, there's an effect that it's called, it's the Dees Rodiger and McDermott paradigm. Okay, mm. and so th- yes, it's very, very. That'll be on the test. Very easy <laughs> off the lips, right. isn't it? Denise Rodiger, McDermott paradigm. <laughs> um, so w- what that says is that your mind will complete the memory for you. So let's say I show you a list of words, and that list of words is bed, pillow, mattress, dreams. Later on, when you're thinking of that list of words, you all of a sudden remember that uh, I included the word sleep on that list. But the word sleep wasn't on the list. It's just what everything else inferred. Makes sense. Right. So, I, I mean, the, the value of looking into the Mandela effect is that it helps you understand that, that your perception can be faulty. And, Absolutely. And that we need to think critically about, you know, what we think we experienced. Well, I mean, think about deja vu. Right, and I was just having a, a problem. What was the effect called again? The the that oh, bad. Denise Rudiger and McDermott. Yes. So um, paradigm. Yeah. So that paradigm is giving me trouble right now because um. So deja vu, uh, where you think you've visited some place before, or you know, there, there's supposed to be multiple types according to. Uh, Arthur Funkhauser. Oh, Arthur um, Funkhauser. Who, yes. Yeah. That, that, that's a sweet name. I, I want to just marry him so my last name can be <laughs> Allison Funkhauser. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think his early albums are better than his later albums. But right. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I'm a Funkhauser purist. Right. So uh, he's a, a Swiss researcher who uh, believes that there's many forms of deja vu. But um, I was just having trouble 
uh, remembering his name because I wanted to say Albert Funkhauser so bad, <laughs> but you know I had to like really fight to to because I was like my brain wants to say Albert, but it's Arthur Funkhauser. So you know it's just that it starts with an A. But it's so also my, it's also because he's Swiss though. So when uh, you think of European names, right. Albert. Seems more commonly Swiss than, than Arthur. Arthur, right. Arthur seems nice. more like an English name. Yeah. So you're thinking, okay, this is my favorite Swiss R&B band, Albert Funkhauser. <laughs> 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 when, it's really, when it's really Swiss researcher Arthur Funkhauser. Right. Yes. So now people, when you guys will be thinking about this you're later. You're like, I'm sure it was Albert. And I'm sure he played bass. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, it, like this whole discussion seems similar to other discussions we've had before about about deja vu, you know, and people are uh, scientists are trying to understand that. And, you know, there's a lot of speculation. It's not just though. a glitch in the matrix. Yeah. Well, apparently not. I mean, scientists have other explanations for it and that it might be in some way connected to temporal lobe epilepsy, you know, just triggering parts of you know, something electrical happening in the brain that triggers parts of your mind, um, which are sometimes are usually involved in memory, actually. And then so that's why you have that feeling that it's a memory, even though they're experiencing it for for the first time. Ah. But I mean, I, I don't think people really know. I don't think anyone, even scientists, really know why it's happening. These are just alternate explanations. Well, speaking of the matrix, that's an ultimate alternate explanation too. So, if, are we living in a simulation? Right. Well. Oh my God! Are we living in a simulation? <laughs> so because it's, I find it terrifying. Because Arnold was in the Matrix, wasn't he? No, Arnold was in the Matrix. <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> no, I've never been in the Matrix. It was my friend Keanu. Mm. Um. I think I think Arnold's more believable. I know kung fu as Neo. <laughs> Arnold would have been a great Neo. What? I took both pills. I, I know it all. <laughs> no, so so if we're living in a simulation, that idea that somebody changed the programming. So so yeah, Berenstein used to be spelled with an E instead of an A, but somebody changed that later on. You know, they, they, and so, but we remember the original programming of the simulation. But when we look back, when you're looking at the book, you know. I want to go to the store right now and pick up a box of Fruit Loops because <laughs> right. it cannot be OOT. But so, what you think, you, you think of, you might have seen like the multi meal knockoff, like Fruit Circles or whatever, oh, or Fruit Rings. Yeah, Fruit Rings. Shopping on the lower shelf again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? But that idea that, you know, are we really. <laughs> outside talking to each other right now is Wendy really in Madison I, I don't know. away on the computer <laughs> or or are we all are we all in pods with yeah. something stuck to our heads or uh, or you know um did you really hear Laurel or was it Yanni No I heard I heard Yanni because I love <laughs> new age music that's my thing <laughs> No, but that's another idea of different perceptions. Right. So if you guys have been on the internet lately, you've heard the Laurel versus Yanni. Yeah, you can't get away from it. So when you say Laurel at lower volumes, or I mean, I say lower frequencies. Lower, lower frequencies, lower pitch, like Laurel, Laurel, Laurel. <laughs> versus, I still hear Laurel. Versus Laurel, Laurel, Laurel. I still hear Laurel. Laurel I read an article too that said that the way that he's stating it also has something to do with it where like it's not as um the different hard things oh are it's sloppy. kind of like 
like more gentle, less. You know what I mean? Less. So, I see that had so it, it's so, but, a combination so it's like, of the frequencies as well as the manner in which he's saying it. Like the article I read had a, a person who is a linguist. I guess is that what you call it? A cunning. Lady. No. <laughs> Oh, that. come oh, on, the softballs, oh the softballs throw God. themselves. And uh, <sighs> they said that when he said Laurel, he's not hitting the roof of his mouth with the tongue for the L's and that kind of thing. So <laughs> Laurel. Try Laurel. it. <laughs> Laurel. 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 It said Yanni. <laughs> Here, wait, let me try it once. See? Yanni. Okay. Yanni. <gasps> <laughs> she got me. I heard. I finally heard Yanni. <laughs> oh, thank God! But our so our, our brains. Uh, number one, that's an example of we're all listening and observing things through our own filter. Number one, and we'll link to that in the show notes if you haven't had a chance to listen to that actual file yet. If you're if you're the last person left <laughs> on the internet, <laughs> on <laughs> heard it. right, right. So if you listen to a podcast yet don't have a Facebook, Twitter, or yeah. Instagram account. <laughs> I find that unlikely. <laughs> right. Just in case. seen one of your jerk friends posting it being like, <laughs> I hear Yanni. Um, all right. And, and so, but that also it's part of the frequencies and part of the people, the older people yeah. have less high frequencies because we've had our hearing beaten down. <laughs> Another crushing blow. By crush, by, by, uh, <laughs> by, by loud, obnoxious young people. <laughs> <laughs> has ruined our has ruined our high frequency here. That's right. I'm done with high frequency apparently. Right. So the problem is too many damn kids in our yard. <laughs> Get off really? my grass. <laughs> right. Do you ever wonder why people care about grass so much and never use it? Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. why do you mow the lawn? You never even walk on it. It looks perfect. You know, I've, I know. It's just, it always, like, get off my lawn. Yeah, so we should it's be like, questioning that too. Why do we need perfect lawns, you haven't used man? That, you haven't used that lawn since 1968, you old bag. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> so, I mean, the Mandela effect, uh, a lot of times we're just, we're just remembering uh, the wrong thing. And then what we're trying to do is we're trying to, we're trying to put meaning on something um, all the time. I mean, that's what humans do. We put meaning on things so we can evade predators. You know, we look at something like, ooh, that could be a tiger. Yes. Right? And, and so that's part of our evolution is trying to observe something and then attach a meaning to it because Quickly. we don't got big teeth. Like, yeah. like the, this is all we have. Like the Fruit Loops we, guru. The, all we have is <laughs> the Fruit Loop guru. <laughs> We don't have big teeth. We don't have claws. That's going to be a t-shirt, people. Come on, the Fruit Loop Guru. That could you be love our, it. That could be our first See You Another Side custom t-shirt. Like the, <laughs> one that, not the logo, but the actual Fruit Loops Guru. <laughs> no, but that, that whole idea that we have to attach meaning to things because that's how humans survive. Right. And this is what we've got. We've got the Mandela effect. We've got the Yanni and the Laurel. <laughs> we've, we've got, got the, the two different colored dresses. That's colored dresses? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but this... But, uh, that was last year, actually last year at this time. Was it? Was Because I, I remember I was in New Orleans at the time, and I was somebody was like, "What color really? do you see?" And I'm like, "Who I, cares? I see you wasting my time." <laughs> felt like but, a lot longer ago than but, that. But yeah, so this is what we have. We have this this perception, and and we're supposed to jump to conclusions, so we get out of the way of that tiger. And if if you look like a complete dork running away from nothing. Uh, hey, that's okay. 
But if you're like, oh man, I'm skeptical of that being a tiger, you're dead. <laughs> right. The next thing you know, your head's in the tiger's jaw. <laughs> That's right. So, um, but I, I think you know what we take away from all of this is all these human perception debates. You know, really give us a, another opportunity for critical thinking. Well, I, and I think that's a good point because earlier on I was making that point about how like atheists have a team, Christians have a team, paranormal weirdos have a team, and we all have our sides. And then you, okay, this person's like me. I'm going to pick his side. I'm going to pick her side because they're like me. Uh, and then th- those other people are on the other side. Yeah. You know, that's another evolutionary thing that we're using for protection, that we're yeah. using for creation of groups and tribes and all that. Tribes help us against the tigers. Tribes help us against famine. Tribes help us against the atheists. <laughs> <laughs> Tribes help us against the other tribes. And that's the whole point. You pick your tribe and then it's my tribe right or wrong. My country right or wrong. You know, all those things. And when you said critical thinking, that's the whole idea. Mandela effect is all part of these evolutionary psychology things that psychological things that happen to us that we're we're meant to do. And unless we think critically, we can't get to the truth. Yeah, you're going to fall into the same rut. And I think um, these things came about because of evolution but where will evolution take us that's the the next thing to think about werewolves <laughs> gurus um fruit gurus. Uh, but anyway yes yeah, psychedelic werewolf baby um yeah I, I, yeah i'm just i'm just thinking that uh that we need to think of and, you know, future perception and think of, you know, how can we, like, come together, our different tribes, well, unite. think about it like this. Think about how Google has changed the world. I think, so the Guinness Book of World Records was created so that people would have less fights in bars. You mean fewer? Oh, well, I, rem- <laughs> I remember it being less... Not fewer, so I'm just misremembering. Uh, actually, yeah. actually, what's happening? I, I remember you not being <laughs> an ass. I wow. remember your brain being less. <laughs> so, all right, I remember you not being a pedantic jerk. <laughs> that, that, that's another another debate. Another, is it I mean, less or is it fewer? It's, it's it's definitely fewer people, but nobody gets it right anymore. Nobody bothers. But we can talk about we we can talk about is how things evolve. And so the Guinness Book of World Records is created so there'd be le- there'd be fewer fights in bars. <laughs> So that's why Guinness is the sponsor. Oh. So when you're saying that when you're saying that the world's tallest man is seven half feet tall or whatever, oh my you have God. a place to look at. You just blew my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it was it was to stop uh, bar brawling. So people would when they have conversations in bars, then they, <laughs> they would, would really fight about that. Well, they, uh, hey. <laughs> Guinness is an Irish drink, and they call him the Fighting Irish for a yeah, reason. Yeah, they're looking for a reason. Uh, and Allison and I can say that because we're Irish. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> anyway. And, and also just combative. My, just, fighting, just covering my bases here. Yes. Anyway. We will fight you on that. Anyway, so that, that's the idea. But now with Google, you don't need the Guinness Book of World Records. With Google, you don't even have that great of a memory because you can Google it. Right, and you can also just end conversations instantly. Like when you're debating things or discussing things, like, well, let's find out. <laughs> let's just find out the truth. Yeah. It reminds to. me of, of the shallows, too, how the internet is changing changing our brains. It's absolutely changing yeah. our brains. And, and calculators change our brains with math. You know, that's why we have to have a new kind of way or common core or whatever like that. Figure a new way to do math in your head because the old way of doing math in our head was like, okay, I'm going to... And then we're like, wait, we... We don't have to do it the hard way anymore because God gave us calculators. <laughs> right. Gave us a calculator. Like, 
that we carry around all the time. So, we have to do it. so now you got to figure out a new way for people that aren't carrying around. They have to figure. They have to a new way to do math in your head. And so technology, we talk about, has changed the way our minds work. Has it changed the way our memory? Is it going to change the way our memories work? Now that because I think about that, I have a database of the past twelve years of every single day. I can tell you what went on. Right, I can tell you what what I did, where I went, all that kind of stuff. And so, is that going to change my memory and how I think about the past? And as it goes on, as kids start doing that when they're not when they're thirty years old or twenty five years old, like when I started, they start doing it when they're five years old. Is that going to change? We remember our youth, so we're we're going to remember our, our parents as failures at a much <laughs> at a much earlier level than we used to. Anyway, <laughs> well, that's funny because that's what this week's song is about. Mm. This week's song is about how you, you know, it's about yearning for a different time, even if you're yearning for a time that only exists in your memory and not in reality. So uh, this song is called Pretend. Cause I didn't know how to grow Maybe that's why I feel so old My life flashes before my eyes Maybe we can talk over a beer About the way we think things ought to be We can try to remember how we got here And whatever And whatever became of me Wouldn't it be fun to pretend That the earth was round and
Thank you for listening to today's episode. You can find us online at othersidepodcast.com. Until next time, see you on the other side. So let's not forget that we're hanging out this Wednesday with the Patreon Yay, community. Hangout Wednesday is my favorite Wednesday. <laughs> Hangout Wednesday is my favorite. We all, we all get on Google Hangouts. We wear a paranormal t-shirt. We gla- <laughs> grab a glass of our favorite beverage. And then we talk about paranormal stories or our favorite movies, things we discussed on the podcast, ideas for new podcasts. And it's just a great time to hang out with the people that help make this happen. So, Wendy, if I wanted to help make See You on the Other Side happen, what would I do? What you do, Mike, is you would visit othersidepodcast.com slash donate and join our Patreon community. Oh, Patreon community. You mean the community of people who are the coolest badasses on the entire planet and help make intelligent paranormal discussion real in our universe. exactly the people I'm talking about, yes. Mm, I love those people. Don't forget one of our best Patreons, Dr. Ned, Ned. for helping see you on the other side happen every single month. Dr. Ned is on the level of Patreon where he gets a shout out in every single episode. If you would like to join him in the Patreon Hall of Fame, the see you on the other side pantheon of mortal gods, then you will visit othersidepodcast.com slash donate. Thank you. There's a world where Fruit Loops is spelled UI. I find your lack of faith disturbing. I am Fruit.